Welcome to the Channel for Grace Uncut podcast. This is a deep dive into my life, my stories, my experiences, the things that I love to talk about, the things that inspire me, and my thoughts and observations about the world. This is a podcast where you'll mostly find me sharing myself uncensored, but where you will also meet amazing guests and hear about topics that will inspire you to keep learning, to keep searching for your truth, and to guide you to be unapologetically you. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am so excited today to have Vanessa here. She is um, an Akashic Records, uh, I'm going to say guru. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> I just want to say that uh, it feels right. It feels and good, right? <laughs> it feels good. Yes. Um, and I am so excited today to introduce her to you guys and to talk about everything that um, inspires me and her to talk about the Akashic Records because it's something that I have been so absolutely um, getting more and more into it, being inspired by, but always having that little, I'm not sure, like fear. So this is really cool. Um, I'll just tell everybody that I actually found you on Instagram and there's a little backstory to that. Um, I left Instagram. I was on Instagram for a long time since it started. And then last December, I, I had this moment where I just like deleted all everything. I deleted Facebook, deleted Instagram and like full on, like canceled everything, all of the accounts. Um, I really was in a, in a, in a very transitional like phase. And, um, I was concerned about privacy and all that stuff. So I was off Instagram. Like I took a total hiatus for like six months and then um, recently got back into it because there are some friends that were like begging me. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be here without you. <laughs> I know, like, we have to do this. So when I came back on Instagram, obviously it was uh, somewhere around the time where Guru Jagat passed. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, you started popping up on my feed. And because I, I talk about starseed energy and I'm an astrologer and I do all the starseed markings. I do reading starseed ancestry readings. And so your account just started popping up and I, I was going to, I was going to save this to tell you, but I, I honestly feel that there's something linked to Guru Jagat that like brought us together. I, I mean, I, that, there's no doubt in my mind. So I would 100%. love for you. Yes. And I, I would love fully. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, so I'm going to hand it over to you. I would love for you to just introduce yourself, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, anything that you want to share, and then we're just going to flow right into the conversation. All right. Thank you so much. And Satnam sister, it's so beautiful to be here with you and, you know, I do really think that Guru Jagat has her hands in all the things right now. So I feel that so deeply and I am just so grateful to her and, and this beautiful lineage that we get to be a part of. Um, so yeah, my story, I, uh, you know, really, I think what's fun to share about my story and this whole kind of starseed connection is, um, when I was a young girl, I actually disappeared for an afternoon, um, quite literally out of my house when I was about two, three years old. And my mom was 
you know, looking for me everywhere and she couldn't find me. And I mean, it really went on and on to the point where the police were called, the neighbors were out, everyone was searching the neighborhood. It was like a whole experience that was going on. And my (laughs) all over my body. (laughs) Right. Um, and so, you know, it got kind of to the point where my mom was just in utter desperation and kind of just dropped to her knees and started praying like, you know, I can't do this. Like, you just have to bring her back. Whatever's happening here, she needs to come back. And um, about that time, a policeman came to the door and was asking my mom again about what I was wearing. And she said she was describing what I was wearing. And she looked up and down the hall, I was sleeping on my bed. And she literally said, she's wearing that, you know, and she she saw me on my bed asleep. Um, And I was just magically placed back in the house. And, uh, you know, this, it was very strange because it had been raining outside. I was bone dry. Like it just is the mystery of all mysteries. Right. And so we just have this little time print in our story, in my story where I just disappeared for a few hours. So, you know, just that, that kind of just sits in the wings, right? Like that's just just kind of on the shelf of life. Right. So as I started getting older and, um, just really growing in my curiosity of extraterrestrials, star seeds, um, kind of just looking for answers, seeking all kinds of experiences and trying to understand, you know, my real lineage, my real like soul, um, inception. I had a really powerful ceremony and deep, deep experience of my, you know, my celestial family coming and basically introducing themselves to me and telling me that I am Lyran, Pleiadian, and Arcturian, and that I am, my soul was created in deep, deep love and devotion, and it was created at a specific time for when these three celestial families had really activated to the highest extent that they could, and then they could gift that to my soul. And mm-hmm. it was so crazy, deeply powerful. And then meanwhile, I was like, wait, but what happened to me when I disappeared? Right? <laughs> you know? And yeah. they were like, we wanted to see you so badly. You're our star seed. And we just wanted to see you in your beautiful human form. And we just, we just wanted to see you. So we just took you for a little bit. <laughs> And we were always going to put you back. We didn't mean to freak your mom out, but we just wanted to see you in your radiant human body, you know? And oh, so, wow. Yeah. So, anyway, it's just like a really fun kind of like full circle to, okay, that's who I am. That's what happened. And here we go. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that story. Yeah. That's a cool story. Isn't you know, it cool? it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, that you say you're the uh, uh, one of the starseed is a Lyran starseed and the Lyran starseeds are the oldest souls in the galaxy and they, they and and what it is is like that um divine feminine matriarchal wisdom mm-hmm. like it's like the wise woman 
right? Yeah, the grandmothers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's really beautiful. It's so cool you say that. You know, it's it's so interesting because a lot of the what I've learned about the lineage of, you know, my celestial lineage, if you will, has been um, through the Akashic Records. And I oftentimes will not really study much because I actually want to kind of receive the signal straight from the records. Okay, what does it mean to be Lyran? And one of the fun things that they told me is they're like, you're basically like a Siamese cat. <laughs> like actually cats are like a replication of yep. like who we are in, you know, and I just cracked up because I was like, this is so like, and they're so funny, right? They're like, yeah, you're, you're basically like your lineage is a Siamese cat. <laughs> Oh my God, that's so funny. But yeah, but that is what the, what I've learned is that they're, they're, they're cat-like, the lion yeah. energy, are cat-like. Yeah, exactly. for sure. Um, that's really cool. Um, so one question that I have is, um, when did you um, start? Okay, so I know everyone that, that like teaches something. Um, I'm curious about your human design, just a little side note. Do you know what you, what you are? Yeah, I'm a manifesting generator. Okay, okay, cool. I, I'm a projector. Okay, beautiful. Um, so is Guru Jagat. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I think so. Yeah, I think she was a projector. Everyone assumed she was a manifesting generator, but she, she had a lot actually, of energy. But wow. she, yeah, right. Because, because so everyone much. gave her the energy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. She knew how to just project it in the right way. <laughs> She's always receiving it. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but I was curious about that. Um, but basically, um, one of the questions um, that I have is everyone that finds themselves in some kind of like, teaching space, you know, where you, where you get to a point where you're like, okay, now I'm going to offer these things. Usually that comes from a lot of experiences that one led to the other. So my question is, when did your, um, some people like to call it awakening, um, spiritual activation, like when did it begin? And, and, and you're like, well, when I got, when I disappeared, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. when did you start becoming consciously aware of that there was something more, or maybe that you were longing for something more? Yeah, no, it's so, it's so great because, um, you know, my parents went through a divorce when I was about nine years old. And so that kind of time period for me was, um, you know, when you go through like difficult periods or periods of unrest where your soul is stretching and you're kind of trying to acclimate to what's going on in your life, you're sort of already prone to a new set of reality coming in. And I think that for me, I kind of got activated, meaning I got curious. Okay, reality is like, this whole reality thing is, it's very transient. Like one minute, this is my reality. And the next minute, this is my reality. So like, I think as a nine-year-old, I had this recognition that, okay, this thing is kind of moldable. It's malleable, this reality construct. And so I think the curiosity started there. And I was really lucky because at that time, because of the divorce, because of everything my mom was going through emotionally, she really started doing her own spiritual journey. And so I think I kind of came in her aura, I came, came along in her wake and her aura for a really long time. Um, and she really kind of brought me into it at a very young age. And so I just got really lucky that that, you know, obviously 
it was meant to be. We had that sole contract for her to lead mm -hmm. the way. <laughs> but um, she, you know, she even took me, I think I did my first Reiki certification at like 16 years old and I'm 43 now. So like this was back in the day, right? This was like, we didn't even know about Reiki then. But I was just really lucky. We were in, a, we were in Northern California. That's where I grew up. So there was a lot of kind of, uh, you know, alternative consciousness there already we lived in sort of a boho community so there was just a lot of that in the collective and mm -hmm. I just got really lucky to be activated pretty young you know pretty pretty early on I would say yeah no totally I and I completely agree that those um, moments in our lives cause like major consciousness shifts Mm -hmm. um, you were reminding me when I was actually nine years old too, around the age seven, eight, nine, my family, I was actually born in Argentina. I don't know if okay. you knew that. So I didn't know, but I yeah. wanted to like the little cute. Oh, there's something there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, when I was around nine years old, I, my family moved to the United States mm -hmm. and that was like the most traumatic thing ever. Um, and it was it, it, the, the thing itself, just like a divorce can be. I mean, I don't know what the story is behind that with your parents, but with my parents, it was the families were at war. My dad's family versus like my mom's family, right? My mom was the one that wanted to move to the U.S. because she already had her brothers here and everyone was here. And she was always um, I don't know. Are you familiar with the Enneagram? I am. Yeah, I, I actually am just barely familiar with uh -huh. it, but I know what you're speaking to. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, she's a three and, and okay. the threes in the Enneagram are just super ambitious. Mm -hmm. um, and so she always wanted growth. Like she always wanted a, a something better. Like her whole mantra was like, we need to evolve as a family. We need to go and make more money. Success is the most important thing to the number three. And so she was very like, we have to go because we have to get out for her. Argentina was uh, her childhood was very traumatic mm -hmm. and so um, my dad's wasn't my dad had like a stable family well there was some trauma there too <laughs> I mean it was the age of trauma <laughs> there was trauma there too but for him he had he actually had a little maybe more support than my mom did especially during the early early years mm -hmm. um, her mother so my maternal grandmother was sick all the time she had lung issues asthma and stuff and so she was in and out of the hospitals and for a period of time my mom uh, like literally lived in an orphanage with her brothers oh, and wow. so they really her whole thing was like we need to leave like this isn't we have to escape this right mm -hmm. so they were really wanting to escape so that that's why we were going and so it created this dynamic between my parents that they were never really my dad just kind of came along with it just mm -hmm. followed along because he didn't know what else to do. He never, he doesn't regret coming to the U S but since, since then he has just a, just a few years ago, um, he moved back to Argentina has, you know, my parents separated, got divorced. He went back to Argentina and, you know, back to his roots because he really felt that deep connection. But my mom was almost like, it was this uprooted energy. Um, and she took everybody with her. So it was very traumatic for us as kids. Um, and that was the very first experience where I lost, like the ground shook beneath me and it was like lost everything had to give up my cats which I that were my cats you know and I was little so from, from it, one Lyran <laughs> I, I get it yeah yeah no I mean it's like it was yeah. horrible mm -hmm. um and that did change me it really did um and and when I think about it now obviously it was it was meant to be and it, and it had to happen but it really was 
a moment of a very young age where I did also become aware of like, there's something else. It's like something, something breaks or something. And, and you can't, you, you, you heal it later, but something definitely gets shaken. And so I totally understand that. You know, and I really think that um, it it takes a high soul actually to have these traumatic events. You know, it takes someone who's willing to come down here and do some hard stuff, right? To have these. Uh, Yeah, that's what I always tell people. Yep. And so, you know, when it happens early on, it's often because you're already setting the stage. It's like, it's like, okay, it's time to get to work. You might be nine years old, but you came here to do big things. So let's get to work. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah. yeah. So that's really beautiful that your, your mother kind of, kind of ushered you into um, this sort of new world. And how did you, so how was your experience of like diving deeper and deeper? And the question that I kind of want to lead into is, um, when did you first encounter the Akashic records? Mm, Yeah. Great question. So, you know, um, I always like kind of have a hard time with timelines and dates, but it's, it's, uh, somewhere in the, like the 2008, 2007 ish range. Um, I did a year long, basically like internship in the Berkeley Psychic Institute method. So in the Berkeley Psychic Institute is a pretty like revered kind of psychic school, you could say in Berkeley, California. Um, and I didn't actually go to the the specific institute. I learned from some of their graduates. So their graduates had like a slightly different take on it, but it's the same kind of fundamental structure. Mm-hmm. So part of that training was um, going up to the Akashic Records and kind of getting to know it and also working specifically at the Akashic Pools, which is a place where we really encounter souls from the other side and we can kind of go up to talk to, you know, beings who've passed or that are beyond the veil. So that was my first kind of introduction to it. And then the funny thing is, so I had that imprint and then the Akashic Records kind of went dormant for me for a while. And they sort of just like were on the shelf and I knew they were there but I just wasn't like working in them as much and I was doing all kinds of other stuff I mean I think as seekers and healers and light workers right like we're like well let's try on this hat let's let's try this yep. modality and yep. so you know it's kind of doing all the all the things and then um I took another training a little over a year ago just to kind of like get back in again and just like, oh, hey, what's up, Akashic Records? Like, what, where have you been? And then what ended up happening is a, a little over a year ago, I got really, really serious about my Kundalini practice. I got very devotional. Um, I started, you know, studying deeply with the Rama team and with Guru Jagat, and I did five teacher trainings, and I just like really went all in. And about that same time, the Akashic Records basically just said to me, okay, now you're a teacher and you have your own prayer. So the way that you access the records is through the, the your teacher's prayer. And mm-hmm. they basically, they just projected a prayer at me and they said, this is your prayer. This is basically like your key to the Akashic field and now you're a teacher. Wow. And, and they just kind of choose you. Um, and it's like, you know, it, it might happen to someone in six months of learning the Akashic field. For me, it was like, what, almost 20 years, mm-hmm. but it, it, it was just the time where my frequency and whatever was going on contractually with that field, they just said, okay, now is your time to start transmitting the, the teachings. So I was like, okay, well, I guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. I love it. It's so funny because you, you, you're like, it kind of happened. I mean, it was like dormant, but it kind of happened and it awakened and it was like, this like fire. And it just like, you know, it was like just huge explosion, you know, of like, totally. and it's so funny that it correlated, you know, with all of the Kundalini and the, and the practices. And that's so like, it's, it's a, very, very, uh, um, it's like the juice, right. That, that it, yep. it, it really like it holds that Kundalini practice really does activate us. Um, that's, that's a powerful story. And the, and the fact that kind of came all of a sudden and that you just like jumped in and said, yes, I love oh, yeah. it. And I think that's part of it. Cause they're like, oh yeah, we got a live one here. Like she'll really do this. <laughs> Like she'll really get out there and like give these teachings. And and I did, you know, I feel like it was so clear to me. The transmission was so pure and so distinct. And I think the reason that there was kind of that gap um, where, you know, that, that dormancy, if you will, was because I was learning all these other modalities that now when I kind of come full circle are part of the training are kind of integrated into the training as well. So mm -hmm. it's almost like they needed me to get this arsenal of tools under my belt. And then they could say, all right, now is time to kind of take this whole thing and give it as, as your own structure. And that's the thing about the Kundalini or sorry, the Kashuk training that I do, there's a lot of different teachers out there but the one that I do is really like a container for really understanding that you have access to like infinity of modalities and how do we align to actually bring those in at the right time so that we can you know Reiki is a great, a great one. You know, if you learn how to do Reiki, that's beautiful. But now every situation that comes to you, you're doing Reiki and that's your, your main kind of tool. Well, in the Kashuk field, you have Reiki, you have numerology, you have astrology, you have candlelight therapy, which is something I didn't know <laughs> was a thing until they told me, <laughs> um, you know, you have access to like the whole domain of it all. And then it's kind of like, okay, well, what do we need to pull in for this moment, this time, this client, you know, you, whatever you're up I against. Love it. And I so, love yeah, it. to me, it's like the final frontier. I'm like, well, this is all of it. It's all here. It all lives here. <laughs> it's so crazy. I'm like inside. I'm like, oh my God. Because I have literally, okay, so my, a little bit of my story is I, I moved, um, I lived in, in Los Angeles for a long okay. time, went to a high school there, went to uh, college, got my uh, bachelor's there at UCLA, and then I was done. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't live in this concrete jungle. I just, I just can't do it. Yeah. So I just was like, it's time to go. I was like, I got to go. And my brother was currently living in Boulder, Colorado, and um, he was going to school there. And so I was still kind of afraid of like fully letting go, but I knew it was like a big leap. It was a leap of faith for me. But I was like, when I finished school, I was like, okay, this was like the main thing that I, that I needed to accomplish. And a lot of my life, my story, I talk about it a lot in my other episodes. Um, I grew up with narcissistic abuse. And so I was always afraid of going out in the world and the fear of getting deported, believe it or not, <laughs> like can't get in trouble because we'll, you'll get deported and they'll send you back to Argentina. And apparently Argentina was like the devil, <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though it wasn't. But anyway, like maybe that wouldn't have been so bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the thing was, it was all just a lie. It was the fear, fear tactic, you know, to make like my mom was always afraid. So I grew up with that fear. Mm -hmm. um, but somehow who I am, like who I really am inside, like the gem inside has no fear. And so there was that part of me that just 
kept pushing through. I have a, I have, I'm not a Scorpio. I'm a Gemini. I have a lot of Gemini energy in my chart. Gemini sun, uh, rising Venus, North node, Chiron. It's all in the 12th house. Oh, wow. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I also have Mars in Scorpio and Saturn in Scorpio. And that Scorpio energy was really what, like, I'm just going to pierce through this fear that like, I'm not, af I'm afraid, but I'm not afraid. Mm -hmm. So I took that leap of faith, moved to Boulder. And that's where my like journey began for the first winter. I like gained, I don't know how many pounds, like because I never lived in a winter before. I didn't even know what a winter was. Right. Right. Totally. <laughs> like our flights got canceled and I was like, what? And like, you can't leave the house. I mean, it was one of the craziest winters, one of the harshest winters. And I think it was either it was either 07 or 08. I can't remember exactly, but it was a really harsh winter. Um, and they hadn't seen a winter that intensely, but I had never seen one at all. So to me, it was like, whoa, what is going on? So I went through a whole year of like, I had this job and then I had that job and then I gained all that weight. And then I was so confused and I was like, ah, like my life just turned upside down. Eventually I ended up going, taking a vacation for two weeks, went back to LA and just like went to the beach for two weeks. Right. <laughs> Not there in the, the sand. little sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I came back and I was like, all right, we're going to make a different plan. <laughs> like we're going to do something else. So I looked for a different job and I found it. I started working at the YMCA and then eventually I started to go to yoga. And that was, that was, it was core power yoga that I started to go to. So it was like a very active physical kind of exercise, like get sweaty and whatever. Um, but there's, there's sprinkles of wisdom. You know, the teachers bring sprinkles of wisdom in the beginning of the class throughout the, the middle and at the end. And it was those little sprinkles, like those little drops that I was like, what is this? Like, what, you know, like I just started to realize I'm like, oh my God, like, there's more to this life than the struggle and stress and trying to figure things out. So that was when I first started, you know, really diving into that, um, the, the spiritual side of life. And then, um, I got invited and then this is where it really kicked off. Um, I got into yoga and started doing a lot of yoga trainings, um, like yin yoga, whatever, sculpt yoga, all that stuff. Um, and I did some cleanses and things like that. And then um, eventually uh, I got invited to um, a peyote ceremony. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the very first time that I'd ever been to any kind of Native American ceremony or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so intense. And the reason wow. I'm telling you this is because I remember that that ceremony, the thing that I felt, my grandma passed away when I was 18 and she was like the closest to me ever. Mm -hmm. And in that ceremony, she literally like in the morning, the morning after um, when there was time for the water, she literally like it felt like she was there and she mm -hmm. was like just wrapping herself around me. And I had in front of everyone the most intense sobbing session. <laughs> you know, that I've ever had, I ever had. And it just like, I felt something crack open. And since then I haven't stopped. Like I keep searching for more knowledge and more wisdom. And so now I've got like so many different modalities. I don't, I dove into astrology. I literally taught myself astrology. Like I, I've, I took, I've taken courses since then, but in the beginning I was like, I got this. And right. like, I, I was like, I already know this. It's I just need to remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. how it is for me. And the Akashic records has been one thing that's been just like, doo -doo -doo, like floating out there. And I'm like, I don't know about that one. But, it, but all of a sudden, like you came into my life 
And then I didn't even know you did this training and, or this certification. And all of a sudden I saw you like announcing it. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And it feels like you just said, it's the final frontier. It literally feels that way to me. And Mm -hmm. ever since, I mean, we, we talked about it, right. And there's, there were some like concerns. Yeah. And and it was like, yeah, it it was like, okay, but you trust that this, this is going to happen, you know, that it's going to, that we're, that it's going to arrive. And I was like, yes, I do. And ever since I said, yes, there, I I literally like shed something. Mm -hmm. Like, I literally feel like I shed something like it's already working on me. (laughs) You know what I mean? And all these other things in my life have been like coming more alive. Like there's more, more light, you know? So it's really, powerful and I and I obviously I can't wait by now I think I don't know you guys don't know I'm going to take the training (laughs) (laughs) she made it (laughs) Um, but I can't wait to really see what it's all about but honestly like I know like this much which is Uh, nothing I know nothing about the Akashic I just have an idea mm -hmm. like it's it's like it feels infinite it feel I feel the energy of it but I don't really know what it is I would love for you to describe to people who maybe are curious about knowing what is your definition of the Akashic records? Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to say like such a beautiful story and Satnam for your, for Mm. your journey, you know, it's, it's just so, I see so many parallels and there's obviously there's no coincidence. That's how it is. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But yeah, you know, the way that I describe the Akashic records and, you know, when you're saying it feels infinite, I mean, it it is because it really is (laughs) in its essence it's almost like a database. Um, I think another great term for it is like a library, a, a portal of information that really holds all of it. Um, and the way that we can kind of narrow that down to make that a little bit more digestible, because when you say that, it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Um, one of the things that we can look for in the Akashic Records is the information of your soul's journey. So a lot of the way that we work with it is understanding what has happened to your soul on in since its you know inception. And a lot of us think about our lifetimes, right? We think about okay, you know, I've had past lives or I've had this or that, but we rarely think about like the entire thread of our soul, like all that it's been through, all that it's experienced, and this beautiful thread of information is held in the Akashic records. I mean, it's, it's set, it's essentially the records of your beingness. And so the way that I like to work in them is to really go in and access the timeline of your beingness and see what needs to be created. You know, does something need to be healed? Does a timeline need to be shifted? Does a soul contract need to be written or nulled? You know, like what, what nullified I think is the real word. (laughs) I'm like, nulled is not a word, but we'll go with it. Um, I love to make up words, by the way, this is one of my favorite activities. (laughs) Uh, um, But you know, it's, it's a way for us to really gain a conscious um, access point to who you are in your entirety. So we can work in the Akashic Records for ourselves 
accessing our own soul's journey. Um, we will meet oftentimes many light workers and helpers and guides that kind of are in association with the Akashic field that are there to help us in that space and to guide that experience. Um, some of them we might already know and they might have already worked with us in the past, but often there are specific beings in this realm that really come through and help you kind of understand how to work in your own capacity in the field. And, um, and then also, of course, we can do this with clients. We can do this for others. We can, with their permission, access their records and help them kind of gain mastery and understanding of what's there and what could be supportive for them to move forward. And so it really is like, you know, you're trying to, to bring into words a concept that is so vast and so infinite, but really the bottom line is that it's, it's an access point for us to just really get to whatever needs to come through to help you on your soul's mission, to get to your destiny path. And, and that is what I'm here for. And that's really what my teaching is about in the Akashic field. How do we get you to your destiny? Mm. I love that. There was a video I was watching um, of yours on Instagram. And I can't remember the exact words. Was it that or I can't remember um, where it was. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> you said, um, I will never, I will only look at you as your highest self. Do you remember? Do you remember that? Will you will you will you say it in your own words? Because yes. it was so powerful. When I heard that, I was like, whoa. Yeah, you know, and a lot of this comes because so many people coming into the training, right? We have our conditioning and our programming and our stories and all that stuff that we want to bring into the training. And what I really create in this space is a place where I am only seeing you as your highest divine power. And all those stories, all those excuses, all the things that want to come in, I'm like, oh, I love you. You're so cute in your human experience. <laughs> But, but like, I'm, I'm never, I'm never going to, to downgrade anything to meet you where you are. I'm always going to pull you up to your highest potential. And I'm always going to broadcast that at you because I can see it. I know it's there. And we, we don't have any other timeline than now to get to the highest expression of who you are. Absolutely. 100% agree. I, same thing. I tell people this as well. This is, this is such a powerful time right now on earth, on this planet. I mean, I mean and if you're here, you're a high soul. There's just no getting around it. Like you are a high soul and like own it, realize it, recognize it, and just be so proud of yourself that you're the kind of person that can move into this density and bring more lightness. Cause that's mm. what we're here to do. We're, we're here to bring more lightness to the density so that we can transition into the next dimension. I mean, mm -hmm. everything has to keep growing and evolving. And that's what we are. We're in a very pivotal time of our evolution to, to really make that quantum leap. Mm -hmm. And we, we hear these words and their cute catchphrases but it's true like the time we are in a very very special timeline yes no yeah and I and I and it's so it's so interesting in my own path um I feel like everything that I have learned has really led up to this moment because like I said there's a passion there's a drive something has woken up in me and it has been in these last couple of months um I mean, I'm, I'm getting ready to launch like a whole bunch of stuff, like offer a bunch of new offerings, offerings and stuff like that. One of them is like a, a membership 
Um, and it, there's something, yeah, there's something about right now. And I, you know, I've been talking a lot because I do a lot of astrology videos on my YouTube channel, but there's something about this time right now where it you can't, you can't waste it. You cannot. It's so pivotal. And the reason, you know, this whole starseed thing, right? Like this is the idea around starseeds is that we were souls who chose to come in at this time because we're holding that high vibratory field. And we knew that we could help this planet move into that next level. And so we, we have a big, big mission and we can't forget our mission. And that's what happens sometimes is that we get locked into the dense layers and we almost go, wait, I made this cute little uh instagram reel that i was like wait are we supposed to know what we're doing here oh yes i remember <laughs> by the way your reels are amazing <laughs> i'm like how does she do it we need to have a little session and you just teach me how <laughs> you know what it's just you know it's so funny because i just found a way to fall in love with them and so now yeah. i just create from like a place of just like loving oh, them you know yeah no but they're but, great they're great oh thank you thank you but you know i just i love it because it is so easy to forget and it's so easy to get distracted and obviously there's this ai thing that's super pressurizing the psyche and you know we're just like okay where am i where's the artificial intelligence where's the sub conscious like where is where am i <laughs> but you know as, as deeply embodied very um very extremely intelligent souls it's our time to just hold the stream of consciousness mm -hmm. and help everybody come up to the level and it's really it's, and it's super fun <laughs> Vietnam. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely love that. And I do feel that this, you know, taking this training with you is going to open up like a whole, like a, I don't know what, I don't even know how to describe it, but like just this whole other realm that is going to so beautifully fit in with everything that I already do. I mean, I'm, I'm already excited. And you know, the Akashic field just in of itself, like you said, things started changing for you once you said yes, yeah. it's because it's such a high frequency field that just giving the permission, you know, just giving the access of your aura to that field is almost all you need in a way, right? Like the rest of it's kind of like dotting the I's and crossing the T's and learning the mechanics. It's almost just like the yes of the soul mm. to the download of the current of the frequency that is really the most important. And that's why you're already feeling that. <laughs> yes. And you know, it's so funny. It's like people ask sometimes, well, like what's magic and like, how do you do magic? How do you manifest in life? How do this and that? And it's moments like this that really, truly remind me like, yes, that's, this is how, like, that's how you do it. You know, you yes. surrender, you give into it and you allow it to flow. And so there's like major trust going on, you know, on, on, on my end, um, about this whole experience, but I know deep down inside because of all the synchronicities of like how I found you, you know, how I, I mean, I've been thinking about the Akashic for a long time and just all the way that it all just seem like flowed seamlessly in one into the other. That's, that's what I'm going to believe in, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, it's so, so beautiful. Um, I have a question about if you could share with us, um, maybe one powerful experience that you've had working with the Akashic records. 
Uh, well, you know, it's the, this is actually just the first story that comes to mind, and I think, but I think it's super cute, and it actually is very indicative of kind of the Kashik reality because they're actually very funny, and once you really kind of get to know them, it's it's hilarious. Like the thing is a whole joke, and they're like, you know, like laughter and comedy is actually like the highest frequency intelligence. So there's a lot that. of that going on. But I was telling a friend of mine. Um, about, you know, a lot of times people ask about their starseed origins. And like I said, because I haven't done a ton of outside research, I actually like really try to channel in what I'm getting from the Kashik field and then give it to the person. So I was telling a friend of mine about um, how the Kashik field told me in a reading prior that the woman was Andromedan. And I was like, I didn't really know about Andromeda. Or I didn't know anything about it. And it was giving me all this information about Andromeda and, you know, the, the, the dolphin energy and the whale energy and the water energy and all this stuff. And so I was telling her all of this stuff. And um, then afterwards, we, you know, we closed the reading and we kind of just did some research and we started learning like, oh yeah, all of that stuff is true for Andromeda, right? Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of a beautiful recognition. So I'm telling my friend this story and then fast forward later, like the next day or something, I did a reading for the same friend and the Kashuk field is telling me, well, she's Andromedan, she's Andromedan. And I'm thinking, I just told her that story yesterday about the Andromeda. Like she's not, a, you know, I'm just, I'm having this like little argument with them. Right. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell her she's Andromedan. Like I just literally did this whole thing and they go, fine. She's Cassiopeian. And I was like, oh, okay. So I tell her she's Cassiopeia. We look up Andromeda and Cassiopeia is the main star in Andromeda. <laughs> And I was, I was dying because I was like, this is actually, this is the records. Like that's a perfect like experience of what I goes. I love it. I love it. And I love that it has, yeah, that it has to do with the star seed energy. That's like, oh, that's like my passion. It was so adorable. And like, you know, they're, they're like, no, no, tell her, tell her. And I'm like, I'm not telling her. I just told her that story yesterday. She's, I, I feel like maybe I'm making this up. Like I had this. Whole uh -huh, uh -huh. Oh my God. That's hilarious. It was, it was so cute. So. Oh. Anyway, that's the other thing I love about the records is they're so funny and they just like, they kind of mess with you. It's like having like a big brother, big sister. They're like kind of jabbing you. And the whole thing is like actually hilarious, but it's also so deep and so beautiful and can be so powerfully healing and can take you to just the outer edges of all of your emotional reality. But, mm -hmm. but I love that they also just like really keep the humor thread and they try to keep yeah. it light, you know? Yeah. Yes. No, I love that. I absolutely love that's my jam. I mean, I, 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 you, I just said I was like all Gemini. So that's my jam, like laughing, yeah. having fun, just like playing around. Yeah, totally. But the reason why I love all your your little reels are so hilarious. I literally laugh out loud all the time. I mean, it's like if we're not having fun, honestly, what are we doing? Totally. You know? It's, totally. it's like, I love it. It's and all of this is just it's just an orchestration, right? So like orchestrate it in the way that can be fun, that can be playful, and yes, deeply meaningful, and that you can meet your you know your destiny. But like, let's keep it light, people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have I have a question that's coming up. Um, yeah. It's about um, like doing like sessions with people when you work with people um, through the Akashic. Um, what is uh, someone that would be would want to do a reading? Say someone wants to do a reading with you. Like what what would they expect or like how can they prepare for something like that? They've you know, had no experience. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, the So a, one of the things I really love about the Kashuk is I really want to get a clean stream of information. So I actually like to know almost as little as possible about the person. Um, if I know them as a friend, that's fine. It, it doesn't really seem to interfere. But a lot of times when someone's coming in really fresh and I don't have an existing relationship with them, I actually don't, I just kind of don't want anything ahead of time. So I can really see what comes through cleanly. But the one thing I do pe I do tell people to do is just prepare with any questions they might have. So anything that they are looking to have insight around that those questions are ready. And so we make sure to get to them. But the way that I work is I actually open the records and then I see what wants to come through. Like a lot of times it's like there's people waiting at the door, just waiting for an invitation to actually like share what they need to bring through. So I usually give the records a moment to actually just give them um, the transmission of what they really think would be beneficial for that person to receive. Mm -hmm. And then we move into their questions. And so there isn't really a big preparatory process. It's more just, you know, have your questions and be an open vessel to receive what comes through. Yes. No, I love that. But thank you for, for, for clarifying that. Cause I think it does help. Cause I mean, there are a lot of people that have no idea, you know, mm -hmm. what, what this is or how it works. And, and I think it is something that, um, can really help people. Um, like you said, step into their destiny and discover things about themselves that they need to know in that moment to help them grow. Yeah. And one thing I want to make a distinction of that I think is really important is it's not a psychic reading. And I think a lot of times people conflate a psychic reading with the Kashuk field and it's really not. Um, and, and what I actually love that. Yes, I do too. I, yeah. I, that's why I feel so strongly about this realm. Perfect. Um, because you know, I've, I, whatever about, uh, you know, psychics, that's fine. Um, that that's a fine path but for me what's important to understand is that we're just in a one moment in time sort of uh quantum experience and you can shift timelines you can um, you have free will so you might you know shift into a different reality stream like things are moving all the time and so for a psychic reading to just say well, this is what's going to happen or this is what's happening or this it's like how can you really forecast that when you know everything is changing so much so in the akashic field we're really just in the moment checking out how the energy is held and what can be most supportive to come through to support you in that moment mm -hmm. and we bring that in Mm -hmm. But it's by, it's in no means a declaration of your destiny because nobody can declare that for you. No, nobody can. We, we are in a free will, will paradigm on earth. Thank God. I mean, still sort of, <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so no one can absolutely tell you, well, this is what's going to happen to you, or this is where you're going to end up. It's like, maybe in the in the brief momentary like kind of construct of what's happening with you it could be accurate but you don't know when you're going to change and how you're going to shift and how you're going to up level or what's going to happen so that's why the akashic field for me i feel so comfortable activating in that mm, no i love that and yes i i agree with you and i i love that that feeling that when you were speaking of it i got the feeling that it's like it's the solid thing that you can trust Yes. And, and that's, yeah. yeah. And that's actually one of the teachings that you'll learn uh, tomorrow. <laughs> sure. um, you know, that, that if, and I say this all the time, like 
if you're having a scary experience or if you think something's coming in that's scary or feels, you're not in the records. Like nothing will come through from the records that isn't of the highest vibrancy and love and just devotion and just holding you in such a sacred experience. So like, uh, you know, th there is no such thing as a negative thing coming through in the records. It just doesn't exist in that reality stream. So th that's another reason I deeply trust it and love it because it's projecting nothing but the highest, highest resonant field into your aura. Oh my God, that just got me right there. <laughs> that one got me. <laughs> that is so powerful and beautiful. Um, so one more question, and then I want you to share how, where people can find you and stuff. But the question that I have is what is your favorite thing about teaching mm. this? Yeah. You know, it's really funny because, um, I have been a teacher my whole life. Like in the end that, you know, I, I can go, I can trace all the way back to when I was nine years old. This is around the same time my parents got divorced. I was a gymnast and the instructors, you know, at nine years old asked me to start coaching the five-year-olds. Like I have been teaching for so very, very long that mm -hmm. it is just so part of my dharma. It's so part of my path that um, it, it's like, I don't even know how I would be outside of that at this point. You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> sure you really do. understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like when I, you know, when you're little and especially if you're a liar and star seed, most uh, there's a, there's this wisdom that emanates from you, um, that people often look at children that are liar and star seeds and they'll say, oh, they're an ancient soul or they're an old soul because that literally like you've been around for so long that yeah. you exude that energy. So, and that's a natural teacher. That's a natural leadership, you know? And so people see that and they, you know, they just react, respond, to your energy. So yeah, totally, totally understand that. Yeah. And you know, I think that, um, the thing I would say about that is just coupled with the Kundalini teachings and the, the real devotional practice, it's just completely up leveled and really radiated my teaching. Um, I think that the experience that people have of my teachings has just increased in its radiance. And I just full, I wholeheartedly and full heartedly give that to the lineage, give that to the golden teachers who've come before us that we get to be so honored to be a part of. And it's not, you know, that's the thing about being a teacher when you have a lineage you don't have to hold it all on your own. You don't have to do it all on your own. I don't have to create all the frequency and radiate it out all by myself because I have these masters, a, a long line of masters and teachers that are holding me and projecting through me and with me. And so it's just such a beautiful space to know that I'm not alone. Like mm -hmm. this, is, this is coming from just such a divine lineage. And, and as you know, it's just such a, a graceful, wonderful path. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely beautiful. And I think definitely something that is needed right now in the world, especially as people are kind of waking up from a slumber. <laughs> oh, yes. And you know, I didn't even really know about this idea of a lineage. Like, we don't learn this, right? We don't even mm -hmm. know this as a concept. And even people who are raised Christian or, you know, some of the more traditional religions, they have sort of an idea around lineage, but like this concept of having like a true uplink to the teachers and the masters and all that have come before is like, oh my God, that changes everything. Like, yeah. You know, it just, it changes the whole radiance of what you're, <laughs> what you're offering. 
And um, so you just reminded me in my moon goddess training, I, one of the things we, we look at, I don't know if you've ever read the book, the Sophia code. Yes, actually I have. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. We talk about the different, the goddesses and the, and the, the embodiments of the different goddesses. Um, and then, and there's something about understanding that even, even that lineage of woman mm-hmm. goddess is, is a part of it too. Um, oh. it, it helps you to feel that support. And I, and that's something that I, in my life, I, I'm so excited to begin to explore more with the Akashic records is to feel more of that support. That's something that I have been kind of wanting. Um, and I think this is the, the key that's going to help open um, that door. So mm-hmm. I'm so excited. And I want to say thank you so much for being here. I would love for you to tell everybody like where they can find you, um, you know, the next, the, the next training, or even if I, I don't know when I'm going to upload this exactly, but you can tell everyone about it, um, the training and yeah, just share, share, where can people find you? Perfect. Um, well, first of all, thank you so much. And, you know, I just had this feeling all of a sudden, like that we might've been in LA at some kind of crossroads. Like, I don't know why, but we, we need to do like a little timeline discovery. Cause all of a sudden I was like, wait, I think I do know you actually. Like, I really know you. <laughs> well, if you've been, yeah. I mean, if you've, uh, uh, worked with Guru Jagat, I mean, I used to, you know, like I said, I used to teach for her in Boulder and I did teach a class at Rama Venice one time. Okay. So, so we were around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I was, yeah. I was in Venice for like, since the beginning of Rama, I mean, up until last year. So like, I, I I'm like, actually, I think we have actually yeah. crossed. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad we found each other again. <laughs> Um, so I, the, I think the best portal for me is starseed-collective on Instagram. Um, and then I also have a starseed-collective.com where I sell crystals and I work a lot with crystal right. energy. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's a whole world of crystals, um, in, in that whole frequency. And actually we, we work with the crystals and the Akashic records and, and yes. kind of bring them in. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so those are kind of the main hubs for me. And I also run a company with my husband called Be the Wellness and Be is like a honeybee and we do transformational adventure retreats all over the world. So we've been doing that for about 10 years, which is super epic as well. And um, so you can find me in both of those places. The next training, to be honest, um, is kicking off tomorrow. So I don't have the date set for the next one, but it will likely be like a February, March of 2022. So if you're interested in that, just reach out, DM me or email me or whatever, and we can get you tuned in to when those start dates are. Mm-hmm. And uh, next year, I likely will only do a couple of certifications just because everything else is like kicking up so much on uh, with with the travel business and all that stuff again, that I probably won't be able to be as um, available to do the training. So be sure if you're interested to touch in with me, because I think there will probably only be two of them next year. Okay. Um, beautiful and good to know. And thank you so much for taking the time to share your story and your wisdom. And I hope that this, uh, reaches out and trickles <laughs> and people find, find you find the Akashic records, find this beautiful community. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you um, so much. Satnam, God bless. Satnam. And I'm so excited to be with you for like, I know me too. Me too. <laughs> yes. And, we'll and then see- soon yeah. you 
you'll be doing Akashic reading. So that is like, I can't wait. I can't wait. I know. (laughs) And my community is going to be like, what? (laughs) Yes, they are. They're ready. They're going to blow up. Yeah. I love it. So thank you. And thank you guys for listening to this podcast and we will see you again next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Channel for Grace Uncut podcast. If you loved this episode and this podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. You can find me on MeWe and YouTube as at Channel for Grace, and you can discover a world of amazing offerings on my website. If you want to learn astrology, if you want to learn about what it means to discover your inner sacred feminine, if you're curious about how the current astrology is affecting you, if you want a private astrology reading, compatibility or tarot oracle readings, and if you're looking for sweet handmade zodiac themed jewelry and other designs, go to my website www.channelforgrace.guru. I will see you again on our next episode.